Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. Michael and I will share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. We offer tools and support five days a week. We will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love in Aramaic Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael or myself or forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. And now, your co-hosts, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. Hi, and welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, August the 18th, 2016. And their calling number is 646 200 4169 Press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us. And we would love to hear your comments and your questions, because that makes this your show. Welcome, Michael. It's a little noisy on your end. I'm not sure where you are. Michael? Hey, sweetie. There you are. I was reversing the challenge. I was just uh, in the professor, so... Here we are at Heartland. Everything done. So apology for that racket. The compressor started running as I was moving it. In any event, welcome. We're honored. We're delighted that you are here to share this space with us as we once again explore this absolutely amazing, empowering healing technology of forgiveness. And we appreciate you having the listening ears that carry the energy, that carry the vibration, that uh, live it, that teach it, that share it with others. I just talked with with several people today who are just moving through layers. Um, Gail, who was sharing with us yesterday, just moved some major layers after the show yesterday she was able to deal with. And Susan, I talked to her this morning. She's got another I think from the last time we talked, another two people in her Laws of Living class. So she's got ten people with her for eight weeks uh, doing Laws of Living, and a young lady who just had some huge openings and really hearing the teaching. And so it's it's pretty awesome to see how easily people are hearing and how quickly people are taking the tools and really taking the heart and putting it to work and uh, shifting their lives. So it uh, it certainly has been worth the last 50 years of putting it out there, putting it out there, putting it out there. I can remember years ago when I'd say some of the stuff I say on this show and people look at me like, are you some kind of wacko? And today, you know, there's enough knowledge of physics and, uh, and physiology now that this is starting to make sense to people. They're building the brain cells. And so I think we're getting closer and closer to critical mass. You know, the man Yeshua said, a little leavening leavens the whole loaf. He said that 2,000 years ago. Now, that's not somebody who works in a kitchen saying that. That's a man who understands physics and critical mass. He wasn't talking about bread. If you really get this man understood physics as we understand it today and far beyond what we understand yet today. And when we understand how the world works, then we have the opportunity to live within its structure, to live within its parameters. You know, so many people want to, well, I just want to do my own thing. I want to do whatever I want to do when I want to do it, which, of course, you have the right to do that. But what a lot of people forget is that when they do what they want to do when they want to do it, if it's not in harmony with the laws of the way the energetic system of the universe works, the universe kicks them, kicks them hard. I'd offer that's what all disease, all suffering, and all death is. We're being kicked. Well, actually, I should change that word because we're not really being kicked. We're creating results, and we're getting to uh, experience the fruit of those results. You know, they said to Yeshua you know, 2,000 years ago, they said, 
how do you tell where somebody's really at? He said, look at their fruit. Look at the way their lives are going. You say, but that's such a sweet little old lady. Well, you know, that has that horrible disease. She might be a sweet little old lady, but what rage did she carry that she didn't deal with? What, what happened in her life that's still festering within her tissue structure? And, you know, recognize it's physics that we're talking about. When, when you go back to the ancient Aramaic, first of all, the word sin does not mean something terrible and awful that you've done. It just means an energy that's off the mark. When they said the wages of sin is death, they were just telling us how physiology works. There is no death without putting an energy into the tissue structure that doesn't belong in it. And our culture teaches us to engage in those energies every day and think nothing of it. And then we wonder why we reap the, the, uh, the crop of disease and suffering. All suffering, all death is self-induced sin. S-I-N, self-induced nonsense. When we begin to apply forgiveness, then we get to start to remove those energetic patterns, and the game changes. And we remove not only the energetic patterns of our own lives, but those of our ancestors. When they, in the ancient Aramaic, again said, the sins of the fathers will be passed, yea, unto three and four generations of those who hate me. Here's the creator love saying to you, if, and, and hate there is not love-hate relationship, but if you're separated from me, then you're stuck with what your generations have done. That's the only advisor you have to go with. And if it's off the mark, then life's going to be tough. If you choose to go with me, I'll show you how to undo those things, how to forgive, to remove those patterns, and to live in aliveness, joy, and creativity. So that's what we're here to do. And Everything that's less than love that shows up in our lives is just a tap on the shoulder saying, okay, what are you creating here? Would you like to change your creation? One of the most difficult parts of changing the creation is virtually everybody's been trained at the deepest, deepest parts of their minds that when they're in pain or turmoil or trauma, it's all somebody else's fault. And so as long as you believe it's someone else's fault, the part of your mind with which you set up what's happening in your life isn't yours to change. So the work becomes learning and understanding how to access and decode those things that never belonged and change our game. When you change your game, disease, disorder disappears and things move in the direction of human life. Hold a newborn child, you know what human life is. It is this awesome, active presence of love. And so that's what we're here to understand, to learn, to teach, and to engage in on deeper and deeper and deeper levels. And we're honored that you're here to share the space with us. Dr. Tim, how are you, sir? Are you challenged? Is Tim there? Yeah, I was struggling. Oh, there he is. I, I kept hey there, the sir. How do you be today? I'm doing very well, thank you. Uh, awesome. I'm going to actually be able to be here for the show today instead of just listening in an ear while I'm interacting with five other people like yesterday. Ah, so, wonderful. So I'm doing very well. well we had a fun and, show uh, yesterday. Yeah, I was listening back and it was uh, just wonderful. Lots of lots of people willing to be honest and deal with what's going on inside themselves, which of course is the prerequisite for my, my for me to heal. So. Absolutely. And, um, yep. and I've had a, a just an absolutely wall-to-wall full day of blessings yesterday and today so far. So I um, I can attest to the power of willingness and honesty with the application of tools. I still sit in awe when I get someone, whether they're brand new to the work or they've been practicing it for a while, and they reach a new level, and the light bulb goes on, and they understand at deeper and deeper levels that they're actually creating the emotions they're experiencing. It's it's really lovely. So um, I had somebody come back hasn't hasn't seen me for three years, and came back, and um, with tears in his eyes, just thanking me for the tools because the way he's 
been able to transform his life, he and his wife working together, and he said, we have helped so many people by passing on these tools. He said, you wouldn't believe it. So so that's, you know, my offering for today is just go out and do the next right thing. Just feel the pain and own it and dismantle it and then do the next right thing because I never know when I do that, the ripples that are sending out and who it's going to help. All I know is I get the original, and that's good enough for me. And every once in a while, I get a surprise, a surprise, and somebody comes back and says, "Oh, I took what you gave me, and I, I turned it into a hundred times better." So fabulous. Well, one of the things that actually came up for me yesterday as I was teaching in the, the intensive here was the simplicity of the tools. The mind can make it seem complicated, but it's such a simple ABC process that anybody can use it. Anybody can support someone else in using it by just walking them through that wake-up sheet. And it's it's just so amazing, you know. I mean, literally, we can teach it to children, and children can pass it along. And when we can get peer-to-peer groups, you know, just people supporting, caring for, and holding a space of love for people. It's uh, it's monumental. And somebody doesn't have to be, you know, working on the level of having a practice or being a professional. Just, you know, gee, you got a neighbor that's in pain? Teach them forgiveness. Walk them through a worksheet. And it's it's that simple that and, and that systematic that anybody can do it. And to me, that's one of the most awesome things about the tool. Well, I have to agree. I I had a, a business networking group this morning, as I do for Thursday mornings for the past 17 years, and this was my my week in the rotation to do a 15-minute talk. So my 15-minute talk this week was the five-step simple mental version of the reality management worksheet process. And... In 15 minutes, from start to finish, I was able to present to these people a life-changing tool. And part of that 15 minutes was just describing why do we call it the Reality Management Worksheet. And the simple definition for the reality being the experience I'm creating in my own head. So we had, you know, 18 different realities in the room this morning and only one actuality. From start to finish, 15 minutes, it's that simple. And I can teach it to people that have little or no comprehension of spirituality, psychology, physics, none of it. And just focus on yourself, go through these five steps, identify the the emotion, identify the thought causing it, Identify the goal tied to the thought. Cancel the thought and the goal. Ask to be shown the hidden part of your mind. Think a loving thought. Lather, rinse, and repeat. In 15 minutes, a gift is given that can change lives. So I I echo your marveling at how simple it is. Yeah, it's it's just amazing. And, you know, the, the fact that anybody who chooses to can can create a support group. Anybody can bring together a group of people and facilitate the process. You know, there are videos to, to watch. If, you know, if you're in an area where you don't have a support group and Tim reports regularly on the, the awesomeness of the shifts that happen in the support groups that he runs every week up in, um, in the Chicago area, uh, that if you don't have one in your area, start one. And the videos are there. Watch an hour of the video and do a worksheet. And, you know, some people say, well, but I don't know enough. Well, all you have to say if a question comes up that you don't know is, I don't know. And then either you or have the person who's asking the question call the show and we'll answer it. You know, we're here for total, complete support. And the the stories I hear back of the shifts and things that happen in, in small groups that really work with the tools is just beyond comprehension. 
Well, let's check in with, uh, with Jeannie and see if there's anybody with a hand up in the phone queue or anybody in the chat room with the thought force. We do have a hand up. It's area code 905. You're on the air. Hello? 905. Is this Michelle? It is. Do you know me? Hey there, young lady. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Awesome. I'm doing great. Your smile's coming right through the phone. <laughs> you do know my smile. I am smiling. We got it. We got it. Yeah. Great. Great. Um, my question is um doing the worksheets. I'm doing those. I'm feeling inside of me that there are still memories being suppressed that right. I haven't been able to tap into. And right. I was wondering if there's a way of pulling them up because you know how they told me before that um, I have uh, the issues I was having are memories. I, I don't remember them. And my thing was, right. well, how do I fix them if I don't remember them? And I do have mm-hmm. this feeling now that's come up with the doing the worksheets. It seemed to be pretty straight out there where I had memories or things, situations that I could start working on. Now I just have an inner feeling that there's more there to be uncovered, but I can't tell you what that worksheet or what that is, and I want to pull them up, and I'm trying to figure out how to pull those up so I can deal with them. Does this make sense? Absolutely makes perfect sense, and it's a perfect question. So, First of all, remember from the intensive that you did, there's a, a thing we call the vitality meter. And the vitality meter goes from 1 to 10. Somebody who's at a level 1 is really low vitality. They have trouble getting out of bed in the morning. And somebody who's a 10 vitality is just, you know, awake, alert, and on it all the time. And so remember we used the example of imagine we've got somebody that's a level 5 vitality and they have a level seven issue that needs to be dealt with, a level seven memory that needs to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. If the body-mind unit were to yield up that level seven memory when one is at a level five vitality, it could be very damaging to them. It won't do it. The body-mind unit has a built-in shutdown mechanism, and it won't let something come up that you don't have the vitality handle. So rather than doing some deep, dark search of what's in there, what I'd suggest is you just walk through your life, speak, live, and act as the presence of love, your true being, Mm -hmm. and then when you're ready for the next layer to come, somebody will be there and they'll pop it open. So it'll just be right there for you. So just, you know, carry on, enjoy your life, and when that next piece is ready, you'll hit a new level of vitality, you'll pull somebody in, they'll give you the look, they'll say something, you stop, you breathe, and you enter into forgiveness. And whatever needs to be accessed will then be accessed. But I wouldn't take a lot of time looking for old buried stuff. It's not not worth it. It's not, it just isn't necessary. Okay. Okay. That really helps me a lot. That puts cool. me back on target and in line. I appreciate that. Fabulous, fabulous. I, I really enjoyed the story you shared with me when we talked earlier today. For those who might not know it, Michelle is my niece, so we talked earlier today. And and she was sharing uh, some conversations she'd had with her daughter and her daughter using some speech that wasn't very high-level speech. And so... Michelle kind of gently confronted her and said, you know, you're better than this. You really don't need to use that kind of language. And her daughter, well, why don't you share what happened? Because I thought it was kind of cute. Yes. Um, What she said, I just said to her that you're better than this. Remember, you're a loving person, and you're loving. You can use better words, and you deserve better than this. And then she said to me, she said, well, because we were talking about doing worksheets. She just asked me if I was still doing the worksheets. And I said, yes. And um, then she said, well, maybe Grandpa could start doing them or should start doing them because of me saying this love. And I kept talking in that space of love. 
around my parents and my daughter, and they were all kind of looking at me. Good for you. Awesome. They weren't getting the same reaction. They, how could I say it? They were looking like, "Are you a freak or a weirdo?" Type thing. Gee, what? How strange are you to be talking to your daughter about being loving and speaking loving words? What a strange thing. And what I thought was most interesting about it, you know, of course, you being my niece, your dad is my brother-in-law, and right. And I've always been the weird brother-in-law. He does that weird stuff. So to have your daughter turn around and suggest to her grandfather that she start listening to Uncle Mike, I just thought that was cute. (laughs) I thought that was great, too. I thought it was perfect. It was just like, oh, right on, you know, that's good. And she did ask me, well, how many do you have to do, Mommy? And I did say the, you know, 77 times 70, and then I said, well, at least start off with five worksheets a day if you can, and she's, you know, dumbfounded by the amount, and I said, you know what, start off with one, see how it does, one. how it does for you, and it's, I said, it's amazing where you'll go from there, and what it will bring up, and what it'll do for you, and that, so it's, Perfect. it's just something to start with, but I think she was more taken aback with my speech, and everybody mm-hmm. at the table was. So right. um, I was also nice proud of myself. Yep, I was proud of myself for that shift as well. That's fabulous. So, and, yeah. you know, the next time she's in disturbance or upset, you know, just keep a worksheet or two in your purse and and just say, you know, why don't we go, you know, let's go sit in the back room, let's do a worksheet. Or or let's sit here at the kitchen table and let everybody in the family hear what forgiveness looks like. And who knows, you know, right. uh, it may just uh, just catch on. Because I know that, uh, you know, your grandfather's got a lot, or your, your dad's got some physical challenges and uh, some emotional challenges and relationship challenges. So who knows? He might be ready to hear it. That would be very sweet. And of course, my sister as well. It would be nice to have her hear it and uh, and start to shift some of the things in her life too. So yes, yes. Very cool. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of the work you're doing. It's awesome. And I cherish you deeply. And I look forward to the next time we get to get face to face and play together. Yes, me too. Me too. And that's right, going to happen. Bye-bye. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. I love it. What an opportunity. And, you know, Michelle's a young lady that uh, oh, just a short few months ago was uh, had been through brain surgery for a brain infection and uh, just a lot of... Uh, difficulty in functioning and you know she started forgiveness work and things are just rocking along and she's uh, she's a pretty awesome young lady so pretty cool to see so Jeannie anybody else with a hand up we Anything do and actually room? I think this might be Terry in North Carolina 910 and I think you called in yesterday and we didn't get around to you how are you doing I'm doing well hey there young lady welcome Hi, how are you? Good, I'm rocking. Glad to hear your voice. How can we support you today? Well, it's wonderful that you're talking about the vitality thing because um, as I understand it, the vitality, I'm Your voice is cutting in and out a little bit. If you could get a little closer to the microphone. Okay. Much better. So... I, we were talking about the vitality thing the other day at, at our group, and um, and it was confusing to me. Um, I looked it up, and it says um, exuberant physical strength or mental vigor. I have a feeling that this is not what you're talking about. But Oh, no, that's exactly what we're talking about. Well, I don't like it. <laughs> oh, okay. What, what's that you don't like about it? Well... What I seem to be experiencing is that as my so-called vitality comes up, so does everything else. Yes, that's the idea. 
and I've got so much crap coming up. It's like I didn't even know there was something in there. Well, you know, that's how most people live. We live in probably the most drugged culture that has ever existed on Earth. You can hardly walk into a food store and buy actual food today except that it is laced with drugs. And so what drugs do, the way that every drug works is to shut down vitality so that the symptomatic energy that really is trying to move and trying to process out can be hidden from you. And so while you go, gee, I don't like looking at this stuff, I don't like dealing with this stuff, when you lock it down in tissues through the use of drugs, what happens, and you know, they call it side effects, but they're not side effects at all. They're diseases. Locking energy in tissue that doesn't belong in tissue causes diseases. So you are going to deal with those things one way or the other. If you keep yourself in low vitality and keep hiding, you stay with sugar and caffeine and nicotine and junk food and legal or illegal drugs, then you lock all those energetic patterns down in tissue. The way you'll get to deal them with, with them is as diseases and degeneration. Guaranteed. Now, it's not Dr. Feelgood if you've been taught by your culture, which most of us have until we started to develop some new brain cells, to live with all of that shut down when you start throwing away your drugs and you let those things come up. But here's the thing. When you let yourself capture those things Forgive them, process through them. Remember the word forgive is to remove. So now you're removing those things. Now your cells don't need to degenerate and age as a result of those energetic patterns being locked in the cell. So yes, it's more of a challenge. It's easier to live drugged and feel nothing. You know, the alcoholic feeling no pain, but then you look at the kind of behavior the alcoholic does because all drugs have another effect, and that is they shut down intelligence. And so we end up doing more of the things that ultimately destroy us. So when you're reversing that path, for a while at least, it can be a, quite a challenge to walk back through it. But everything that you process, and remember we define processing in this work as the ability to keep love conscious, active, and present when something less than love comes up. So everything that you process, your cells are now free of to be more alive, more awake, more vital, and life just rocks a whole lot more. Well, I think I'm judging myself for having these feelings. Mm-hmm. That's pretty typical. That's, that's one of the ways the culture teaches us to keep it shut down. They, you know, you know, example, little Johnny's two years of age. Johnny's still living in the realm of energy. He sees and understands and comprehends energy. He hasn't been socialized as to what's acceptable and what's not. So Johnny walks out to the backyard where mom's talking over the fence to Mrs. Jones. And Mr. Jones comes over and gives his wife a kiss on the cheek and off he goes to work. Now, Johnny can see the energy. And he knows exactly what's going on between Mr. and Mrs. Jones. And he pipes up and says, gee, Mr. Jones, why do you hate your wife so much? Because he sees the energy of hatred. And so his mother will socialize him with a slap in the mouth saying, don't you ever say something like that again. And so we begin to shut down as children as the world tells us what's acceptable and what isn't. And because we, by and large, live in a world of liars, Truth is virtually unacceptable. I mean, just look at the political process right now, and just about everything is coming out of everybody's mouth is all based in a fraud and a lie. And, and, and it seems like nobody cares to listen anymore to truth. When you choose to love truth, then you get to access. And, you know, you, when we accept the judgments of our power person and the people around us, then we don't even need that power person to be there anymore. We do the judgment ourselves. And that's just another issue for forgiveness. That's another dynamic that you want to, through the reality management wake-up sheet, remove from your mind and get free of it. That story sounds extremely familiar, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. I under, it's typical. I mean, it's the whole culture. I mean, the culture's pretty bizarre. As an adult, we were out 
in another state visiting relatives, and um, we were at a, a wedding reception, and this gentleman said something to me that um, might be appropriate in New York, but it's not appropriate in North Carolina. And um, right. we were dancing, and my mother asked what he said, and I told her. And um, she put her hand up, and I grabbed her arm, and I said, you will never, ever hit me in the mouth again. Wow. Powerful to stand up for yourself. And that might be one of your, you know, if as an adult your mom is still willing to do such a thing, that will probably be one of your 77 times 70 worksheets. Remember when they said to Yeshua, well, how many times do we need to forgive us to our brother? Is seven times enough? And his answer in Aramaic was 77 times 70. Now, he wasn't using a literal number. You know, I'm sure that these fishermen, who probably never went to first grade, uh, weren't standing around going, let's see, seven sevens is 49, carry the four. They weren't doing that. He was speaking about a number that they couldn't even comprehend. And what that meant to them was, I'm going to do as much work as I need to do around this until I'm finished with it. So I would suggest that you might really start to do worksheets around mom as your power person, and start forgiving the pain, the trauma. You know, usually with that kind of behavior comes degradation, degrading words. And so they'd be all the issues that you want to alleviate or remove from your cellular structure because your cells aren't happy with that energy in there. And the cells that hold that kind of energy generally are the cells that call for a drug to anesthetize them. So as you're coming up out of uh, a state where, you know, perhaps it was a time where you would have thought nothing of it because that's just the way mom was and that's the way you were treated. Now, as a, a being of love, you know you don't deserve that, and so you can speak up, and that, I think, becomes an indicator that, okay, I've probably got a significant amount of work to do here, and go to work. Just process it out. It isn't fun to look at. It can be intense. It can be very powerful, accessing very powerful memories of pain. And remember the memories of pain, and you can let all that energy go, and your cells are going to be a whole lot happier and a whole lot healthier as a result of facing and moving those things out, even though it's not Dr. Feelgood while you're doing it. Absolutely, it doesn't feel good, but I'm very happy that it's going to be moving out. I'm happy to come up with (laughs) Well, you've got our support. We hold the space, and anywhere and everywhere that we can be of support, if there are any questions, we're here to uh, answer them five days a week. That's what we're doing, what it's all about. Thank you very much. And I'm I'm assuming that this roller coaster that I'm on is, is all about my vitality. Um, coming up stuff coming out. That's what it takes. And then remember, you know, the healing process happens on three levels then, physical, mental, emotional. And on a physical level, it's going to look like any kind of physical symptom you've ever had and low energy. On a mental level, it's going to look like any kind of negative thought you've ever had and confusion. On an emotional level, it's going to look like any kind of negative feeling you've ever had and depression. As those things surface, keep doing worksheets, keep processing through it, and you'll just lift the whole load, be free of it. And what a gift to give your bloodline because, you know, your mom, when she raises her hand like that, you know why she's doing that. She had a power person who did that to her. She's just carrying on the good old family feeling. So she's carrying the same kind of burden and load and probably, along with it, some guilt about having been physically abusive with her daughter. And so, you know, as you open the space, you may start to see some energetic shifts in her, and you can help to free her from that burden. Which, you know, when when you realize that a lot of the things that drive your life are power person dynamics, the tendency can be, well, I want to blame my power person. But when you stop and recognize that your power person had a power person, who had a power person, had a power person, who had a power person, had a power person. So there's nowhere to assign blame. It's a no-fault process. And if I've had children and I've not worked through my power person issues, 
then I did that to them. I am their power person and in some way, shape, or form played out those dynamics when the stress was up and the chips were down. And so it's not about being forgiven for that or forgiving her. Remember that forgiveness is how I go inside myself, and I literally remove all of that trauma from my mind, from my emotions, from my body, and from my genes. And I start to free the bloodline from it. And I start to free the planet from it. I'm not just working for my own healing here. So I acknowledge your courage. It's awesome. Thank you very much. All right, young lady, thank you for the call. We hold you in a blessing. Thank give you very give much. everybody in the Laws of Living class a hug for us, and especially Susan. I will. No worries about that. All righty. Okay, <laughs> blessings. Take care. Bye bye. Dr. Tim, any thoughts on the healing process and the vitality meter and, and, and how you've uh, seen or experienced people going through those new levels of vitality and what happens, what it looks like? Any more insight in that regard? Well, just the, the kind of thing that's come up in the past couple of days is people um, becoming aware of what happens when they quit using their drug of choice. And sometimes that's multiple drugs of choice. And, you know, our, our last caller was saying, I don't like it. And that's what people have been saying to me lately. I don't like it. When I quit drinking a bottle and a half of wine a night, it's, it's hard to not go back and grab that bottle of wine again because, you know, at the end of a long day and 17 things have gone wrong and... And so I say to them, okay, so, you know, the last time you tried to quit drinking, was it easier or harder than this time? Oh, it was easier the last time. Okay, well, that's not likely to change. The more I go back to my drug of choice, the more I build that conditioned response to believe that not only is it easier for me, but it's better for me to avoid my problems and stuff them down. So even though I can understand intellectually, you know, if I drug myself tonight, I'll numb out tonight, but I'll feel pretty miserable tomorrow, that doesn't break in this moment. I don't want to face what I have to deal with. So that's where the willingness and the honesty come in. And... I had somebody this morning say to me that as he listened to me talk about that, he was getting shivers inside thinking of the stuff he doesn't want to look at in his mind. So I understand it. I I fully, I get it. I've done it myself, and I understand it when people reach for a drug of choice. And I also know that's only going to keep them stuck where they say they don't want to be. And I was this morning I was talking about the mind shifter tool that you outline and I was also talking about how in it's either chapter 21 or 22 of Way of Mastery it lists a series of statements and it says now write one of these statements at the top of a piece of paper and pull it out as often as you are so inclined during this next week and just write everything in your mind that wants to argue against this statement. And then the next week, take another one of these statements, put it at the top of a sheet of paper, and then write every argument that your mind has against the truth of this statement. So there are really good tools, time-tested, some would say even ancient tools for uncovering the garbage I don't want to look at. And with that time-tested set of tools, there's the experience that it's okay. It's always okay. Guy Finley says it this way, there is no such thing as bad self-knowledge. You don't have a fact in your unconscious that's bad for you to be consciously aware of. You will benefit 
you will heal, you will move through, you will realize the false nature of whatever you can pull out of your unconscious awareness into the conscious. And if you can do that while holding the presence of love, healing happens. Integration happens. Transmutation of energy to a higher level happens. You don't have to know how to do it or figure out how to do it. it it's, it's like gravity. It just happens. That would be my offering. Right on. Okay. Yeah, my uh, I have a, a, a default um, program that comes up on my phone that sits on the face of the screen. And I have to shift out of it to get back to my mute button. But yeah, that's uh, that's a, a powerful, uh, perfect way to say it, and uh, to uh, to recognize that conscious awareness always beats conscious un- unconscious unawareness, hands down every time, no matter what the energy is, because one way or the other, it's having its impact. And better to have a painful energy and awareness where you can do something about it than holding it in unawareness where it's doing something to you. Always, always, always better. So, And, of course, it's, it's nice to have a little support from your friends when you're going through it. So that's always the, uh, the nice thing of a support group or a therapist like yourself that people can go to and get support for, for moving through those heavier layers. Michael, Agreed. this fits with this fits with uh, last night's conversation in the intensive about the length of a healing crisis. Um, some people were thinking that a healing crisis was like super quick. <laughs> so, you want to address that? Sure. Well, enough willingness, and every healing crisis will be super quick. Enough willingness and awareness. But if I'm not aware of how to process what I need to process and I'm not in willingness, you know, you can take something that took two minutes to develop and still be dealing with it ten years later. If you stand in willingness, you can take something that took ten years to develop and be finished with it two minutes later. And sometimes the physiological detox that goes along with working through uh, a uh, major issue can be a long-term happening. And when I say long-term, I've I've, uh, experienced healing crisis that, you know, where I've handled some really major big issues and been through them, you know, two or three in a, in a single day. And I've had other healing crises that went on for two years. It's just a process. Your body, your structure, your energy field has to process the energetic dynamics of whatever's put into it, whether it was put in through your genes or it was put in through your own life experience. And so uh, how, how skillful are we at using the tools? How willing are we are the uh, parameters that uh, accelerate the process if we move into the higher skill levels and and the higher levels of willingness? So, Jeannie, do we have anything else happening in the chat room or anybody with a hand up? Our call-in number, if you're on one of those stations where we can't see you or you're in the chat room and you'd like to have a word with us, our call-in number is 646-200-4169. Chat room is quiet and nobody has a hand up. Oh, a hand just went up. Five four one. I bet this is Julian, Oregon. How are you today? Um, hi. I'm good. Hey there, young lady. How are things in Ashland? They're pretty nice. It's real warm, hot. You know, triple digits for a few days here, but oh well. Oh. Stay inside. <laughs> I know. We're getting a reprieve um, here. We've been in the seventies the last. Uh, Three or four days. It's wow. been absolutely beautiful. Actually, even Isn't chilly at night. Wonderful. It is. Yeah, that's really great. Oh yeah, we have a little bit of that. It rotates around, hopefully, for everybody to get some relief. Yes. <laughs> um, well, I just wanted to tag on something that I realized one time, uh, or you know, I it comes back to me from time to time about not liking what we have to go through in order to be consciously aware, like you were saying earlier. And I kind of realized I crossed a a threshold several times now, um, asking myself the question, do I want to be comfortably uncomfortable or uncomfortably comfortable? 
good one. You know, and so I can only hold down and hold back and suppress and pretend that I'm comfortable with my discomfort for so long. <laughs> you know, and then I have to go through it and, and feel it and see what's there and ask to be shown. I liked uh, Dr. Tim's really quick five-step list today. That was wonderful. You know, and then then I do get to, a, once I move through all those things, I do get to a level of comfort that it, that I can be comfortable with, not feel like I'm lying to myself. Right. So I encourage people to just let those symptoms of healing guide you. You know, they're showing the way, you know. That's I forget what it who is. it was it who called. I didn't get her name, but I guess she was in Susan's group, her new uh, Laws of Living class. Right. So whoever that was, I have great empathy and compassion for her and, and just, uh, you know, put forth those questions and maybe it will help her through. So anyway, so let me give you a part of me. I'm, I'm uncomfortably uncomfortable with my not being in the laws of living class. It's very painful to me. I just took a breath and tried to suppress that. <laughs> Something outside of you, you know, is causing you pain? Really? That's interesting. I'll have um, to look into that. I didn't know that was possible. Oh, I used the word it. Okay, I am experiencing pain, <laughs> hmm. and I'm and I'm I'm associating it with that I'm not going to be in the class and or the intensive. And so, how so, can we support um, you changing that decision? <laughs> Making a different choice. Well, it would. Uh, I don't know. I I guess I have a lot of beliefs that there are reasons why I can't go. I just, you know, Good I don't want to. I mean, I do want you to support me, but I don't. I still don't think you can go. I just, uh-huh. I wish, you know, I wish I could just feel a little liberated from, from, yet again, suppressing my true desire and just let myself cancel the goal, I guess. I don't even want to cancel the goal to go to the to the intensive. But I But but if loading exactly. that goal in your mind is recruiting trauma from your mind, there's your forgiveness yeah. opportunity to cancel that goal and let that pain be removed. And who knows uh, yeah. what lies under it. You know, this might be the four-year-old who wanted to go with the family for ice cream and was being punished and wasn't allowed to go. You know, who knows what it is that you're ready to access there, but cancel that goal. Absolutely, totally, completely oh, yeah, cancel that okay. goal and let yourself drop into whatever that pain is about underneath it because you don't need, you know, whether you go or not, you don't need to be carrying pain around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like a lot of sadness. Um, yeah, it is. I guess I just keep myself sort of punishing myself and making rules about what I have to do first before I can do what I want. And uh, and then just the logistics of it all. I mean, I'm I'm actually willing to drive, which is pretty big. It's a long drive. <laughs> I'm willing to drive. Track, yeah. But, you know, or I'm willing, I'm also willing to pay a high-priced airplane ticket. But what I'm not willing to do is leave my dog for that long. And Mm -hmm. also, it's the time of year when I'm getting students calling up to get back, you know, or new students, you know. And so I feel like I need to be here to receive that. And I can probably do it by phone. Yeah, there's something really magical that happens here in the Ozarks. Phones work. We get phone calls. So you could receive your calls well and set your students up for when you get back. That's that's still a possibility. So we can nix that I know. one. No, it can all work out. I know it can. Okay, then there's the money. Which yeah. Blah blah blah. You know, I know you've worked that out with you me that, before, and that yeah. works. It does work. And we can just so, so we can just continue with that plan. That's no big deal. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I mean, who am I anyway, right? There you Why? go. 
you know? Well, I do need to do some worksheets on canceling the goal, I guess, because I would handle that pain there. for sure. I do that a lot. I do that with everything. Oh. There's a, there's another thing that has come up, and I'm wondering if it's a distraction, and I haven't looked into it, but um, an opportunity came up to buy a home and sell mine in order to get it that would be a better situation for my location, for my teaching business, and lots of things, lots of really beautiful um, things that I guess I've been wishing and hoping for, and it just sort of came into the picture. And I'm not really ready to do all that, and so there's sadness in having to let that go too. And so I just keep creating things that I can't have or something. I don't know what it is yet. So it sounds like maybe, (laughs) yeah, so maybe it's some worksheets around missing out on things or you're not allowed to have or you don't deserve. They'd kind of be Mm. the arenas I'd be doing worksheets in, in both the situation with the home and the laws of living intensive. And start canceling those goals and, you know, let yourself embrace what's underneath the surface and process it out. Again, you you don't need to carry any of that stuff around for another minute. Okay, I just wrote down real quick what you said, missing out on things. Don't I don't deserve things. And what was the third one? Yeah, I think you said three, but I'll re-listen if I need to. Yeah, I'm not good enough to have oh, those I'm things or I don't yeah. deserve yeah. Or it could be I, I do some worksheets around time. You know with some of the history that you've shared With me from your childhood It might be some worksheets around Having things withheld from you So when your power person If I remember correctly used to withhold Things and so here you are Perhaps replicating your power person dynamic By withholding things from yourself So that might be another uh, yeah. Series of worksheets to do yeah. Yeah, it's definitely an authority in there saying don't you don't have that time and money to spend because there's so many other responsibilities that you have to take first. <laughs> and the fear of what will happen if I don't. Okay, thanks, Michael. I'm really glad I shared this with Great. you. I appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. <sighs> and some and and so there also ties in punishment. So I'd be do some, doing with what you just said, you know, re, just mm-hmm. watch your words. And and so there might be some issues around being punished. What will happen to me? What will life do to me? What will my power person do to me? What will I do to myself if I let my mm-hmm. myself have something I feel I don't deserve? And so that would be another territory to do some worksheets <laughs> and just, you know, oh. drop into those underlying what just happened, what just came up. Oh, that was just such a weird way that he said that. If I punish myself and don't let myself have something I want to have. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what, the way you said that just like tied something that was tangled together. Oh, good. Wow. Good. I'm going to go re-listen to this. Thank you. Just doing my job. <sighs> See, I couldn't see awesome. any of that. I couldn't good, see good any of that. Really. I was blocking. That's why it there's so always. Much. That's what intensives are about. That's what the radio shows about. It's to create that support. And Jeannie has some input for you too. Okay, thank well, you, Jeannie. Hey, actually, Michelle just texted me. She says I'm driving to my office, and just as Julie said that she needs to cancel the goal. At the same time, I passed the YMCA, and the marquee says set new goals. <laughs> I told her I would tell you that And then she also said Tell you that you could drive to her house And bring the dog <laughs> Oh that's so cute Oh you mean she would pet sit for me <laughs> no, no She's talking oh. about we're doing the four day women's intensive At her house in Michigan Oh yeah I know I've been thinking about that too What What are those dates again September the 15th it starts at 5 o'clock on that Thursday and goes through 1, uh, one o'clock on Sunday the 18th. So it's the 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th. Okay. And we the law of living on the 13th. We, so there's just enough time to take a comfortable drive to Michigan, and you could do the uh, <laughs> women healing women as well. There you go. I mean, 
Oh yeah, I can do it. The life with one breath. But I won't be. I won't be earning it. Come for four weeks. Plus, I'll be having expenses. Uh, oh my gosh, I don't. I don't know how to get uh, that one. Like, who's solving that one? You know. Yeah. But it could. I suppose it could solve if well, I get the stuff out of the way. You know. Yeah. You might ask Rick for some support and what that might look like. Oh, that's scary. And it would be more like three weeks. Mm, well, including driving, you know. But right. anyway, okay. Um, it helps to get this out of my brain and you know, verbalized and felt instead of swimming around in my mind. So thank you. Put it I down on paper and you get all. clarity. Yeah. Awesome. We'll hold yeah. the space. All thank right. <laughs> Fabulous. Great questions. Right. right on track. All right. Okay. Blessing. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for a, a really wonderful example of how to <laughs> draw out what underlies the things that we don't usually look at. That's perfect. And, you know, I think that's just fabulous for everybody listening to the show to see on another level how the process works. And that's kind of, you know, of course, you've been at several intensives, so that's kind of, you know, a demonstration of what happens in an intensive, that things that people normally arrange their lives and arrange their thinking and their behavior so they don't look at what's under the surface. And the whole idea of an intensive is to rearrange your life so you do look and you walk away without it, and that's pretty awesome. Oh, Michael, thank you. And that fits what I was said before, being so smart, about comfortably uncomfortable and uncomfortably comfortable and all of that. Because I was getting more and more uncomfortable with this whole lie that I've been telling myself about what I can't have. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have the release. Cool. You know, I didn't do the full, the full spectrum. So I will. Oh. Thank you. Okay, so that just listening, once again, listen to your speech is a demonstration Uh-oh. of principles. So did did you have a power person that used to lie to you? Ooh. Or did you used to lie to your power person? <sighs> um, Good breath. I, yeah, that first one felt fit more than the second one. I was always trying to be yeah. good and not lie or do anything wrong. Yeah. But their lies to me, I had to just overlook, and it didn't it didn't really add up. You know what the biggest lie? Yeah. You know what the biggest lie they told you was? What? And that you'd I'm be too well for some worksheets around. That you were less than love, and it was your fault. What was happening? Because uh-huh. it wasn't your fault. <laughs> Thank you. They were creators that brought a child into the world. And they had an environment set up where you had little control and little power over it. But what, you know, just from what you've shared with me, the dynamic was that they were able to use you as an object of attention to put their pain on and make it your fault. And that's the biggest lie you've ever heard. Yep. You know, Michael, what I have been listening to inside myself, regardless of how I've been trying to suppress all this, is that... Now I just lost it. (laughs) It's okay. Um, You're in process. Keep breathing. Keep breathing. Breathing, and I'd suggest, and we're down to about 60 seconds, so I have to close the show, but I would suggest as soon as you hang up the phone, you walk to the mirror and you do a love exchange with yourself and breathe through it and let all this energy that's just been stirred process and move out. And we'll be holding the space. (laughs) Thank you. All right, young lady. All right, love and blessings. Take care. All right. Well, once again, thank you, Dr. Tim. Michelle, thank you for your input. Jeannie, you're awesome, and I am blessed to have you in my world. Everybody, we support you in having the best year yet of your eternal life. Blessings.
Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and myself, Jeannie Rice, as we present the Internal Aramaic Process of Forgiveness. We are here every Monday through Friday from 1 to 2 o'clock Eastern Time on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael, myself, or Aramaic Forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. That's www.whyagain.org.